This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody. we got a full show today, 8 to 11, taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, taking uh, all these things in. And of course, uh, we got a lot of a lot of good things going on here as far as what's happening in the uh, sports world. And, of course, here in Seattle, we'll get into it. Let's start it with some headlines. Well, the Mariners lost. They had a chance to uh, you know, stay in touch with uh, Boston and stay ahead of Toronto. But right now, they end up losing 2-1. to one. You know, They had uh, first and third occupied uh, in one inning and, of course, late in the game, and they didn't get anything. And then, of course, they came back after that in the ninth inning. Kyle Seeger got a double, nobody out, and then they didn't get him in. So with that in mind now, with Boston winning and Toronto winning, you know, the Mariners now behind the uh, Red Sox uh, and, of course, uh, you know, tied with the Toronto Blue Jays. And so that's not good, but uh, they'll still have two more games to see if they can catch up and, uh, you know, make up ground and try to get into the playoffs here as a second wildcard team. So stay tuned for that. Uh, as far as what's going on with the Seahawks, it looks like uh, Brandon Shell's not going to be able to play. They're not going to have uh, Dwayne Estridge out there. He's got the concussion. Uh, in the end, it looks like they still have a chance to go ahead and do some different things as far as what's going on with the, uh, uh, the, the the defense, but they've got to get better on defense because right now it's just not happening. I mean, the defense has been terrible for two games, so we'll see where that goes. But ultimately, the uh, you know the Seahawks need to try to win. Uh, we got the Rams taking on in a good game coming up against the Arizona Cardinals. San Francisco, of course, they will not have K1 Williams in this game. So that's uh, a little discouraging. So in the end, it's like uh, we'll see where things go as far as football as they come up. And, of course, uh, you know, Huskies play today. Washington State plays today. All those different things are there. So stay tuned on what's going to be a big college football day. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, Mr. Clayton, how are you feeling this fine and Saturday, my friend? Good, how are you? Doing great, doing great. Hey, you talking about, it, they, they got some real good games that they, let, let's start right quick with Carolina going to Dallas. Mm-hmm. That would be a pretty intriguing football game. Yeah, because Carolina's going, yes, sir? Yeah, because Carolina right now might be the surprise team in football. Yeah, but they don't have Christian McCaffrey. Which I think he he accounts for almost sixty percent of their offense. Right, agreed. As far as the, now, can can Sam Donald do what he does without Christian McCaffrey? You know, uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, he well, let's put it this way: he's like he's he's missing okay. about half of the time right now in, in the games this year, and they're three and oh. No, again, they've had the easy schedule, and certainly going against a Dallas Cowboy team, they definitely need him. Yeah, definitely. You know, the thing it is is Dallas is offense against their defense. Uh-huh. It's gonna sh- it's gonna show they're real legitimate on the defensive side of the ball. Dallas has got a plethora of wide receivers. They got a pretty good. They got a good tandem running backs right now with, with Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Right. It's you know that's good. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Dak Prescott is playing some good football. Oh, right now, I mean he. He's got to be up for uh, the M- one of the MVPs because again he's uh, he's played that well. Yes, 
he's playing some real good football. So that's going to be a very interesting, interesting matchup. I'm going to tell you another one. Cleveland at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, the, I, I think the odds makers got Cleveland winning this game. But I'm going to tell you, Minnesota is not a not a bad offensive team. No, agreed. They're, they've got some real good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And they're, they're starting to get a little knock and playing a little better on defense. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Cousins is actually playing some pretty good football. He has. No, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... That, that that is not just a, a game where Cleveland can go in there and just overwhelm those those guys. Uh huh. You know. And at home, Minnesota is a tough team at home. That ought to be a pretty interesting game. No, I, I think it's going to be an interesting weekend. It was, I mean, certainly it's been so interesting in the first three weeks of the season because all the games have been so close. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you, you know, like like you always say, Mr. Clayton. Is the war of attrition. Yeah. It's the war of health. Mm-hmm. How healthy your team is going into a game. There's certain players on your team that if you can't afford to miss them or you can't replace them with a not with a with a guy that's not at their level but maybe a notch below, you're gonna have a problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what you're starting to notice with a lot of teams. Right. You take the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the game against Cincinnati that they lost, mm-hmm. they had their best pass rusher was out. A bunch of players on their defensive side of the ball was out. The offensive line is not that good right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it shows. It just shows on, on, on their squad right now as far as that's concerned. Right, you know? agreed. Yeah. So it's that war of attrition. It's how healthy you are going into that game. You know, that shows a lot for you as mm-hmm. far as that's concerned. I like, I'll take, for instance, right now, a game I know, I know a lot of people might not be watching, but it is primarily to the fans. Detroit at Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago's offensive line is not good. No, it's awful. It's one of the worst I've seen in years. It, all right. Now turn around to Detroit. Being that they're 0-3, mm-hmm. they still play tough. They play hard. They play hard, but they're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible. But this could be a game they could win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. This is a game that they could possibly go to Chicago and win. Mm-hmm. Being that the, the situation they have with the quarterback position, the offensive line is not that good. Don't get me wrong. Chicago's got plays on their defense. But the problem is with Chicago, if your offense is not doing enough, what good is the defense doing out there trying to sustain from up? The majority, they will break down. Right. That's the problem. And you look at the Detroit team, they're playing tough. They're, they're not a good team, playing hard, playing with a lot of effort. That effort could get them a win this week. I'm not sold. They're, not ter- sold? they're, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, they're awful. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I think Cardinals and Rams, Mr. Clayton. What do mm-hmm. you think? I, I think the Rams. Right now, they're yeah. playing as well as any, if not the best team in football. That's the way they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to to, to Arizona, mm-hmm. Arizona brings a different dynamic to the game. That's that little quarterback, Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, be that, you can sustain and and slow some things down with him, but he is a, 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 he's playing pretty good football right now. Agreed. 
And you think about with the, the plethora of weapons that he has at his disposal on the offensive side of the ball, that, that could constitute for a, a tough game for them. Mm-hmm. Now the problem Arizona has, their secondary, can they hold up against the Rams uh, passing arsenal that they have over there right now? Uh-huh. I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, right now, Matthew Stafford's playing so well. Yeah. Cooper Cup yeah. right now is the best receiver in football. Boy, that's some big words there, Mr. Clayton. Well, playing that's like the best. He's playing like the best. Yeah, he's playing like the best. Okay, he's playing like the best receiver right now in football. Yeah. It's just everything's clicking for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely. Okay. We were just talking about we were just was talking about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to Green Bay. Yeah, you think you think Pittsburgh's getting another loss right there? Probably. <clears throat> I mean, they lost yeah. to Cincinnati. They lost to Cincinnati at home. <laughs> they lose to the Raiders at home. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger's all banged up, banged up, and they got a bad offensive line. True, that's not a good recipe. No. <laughs> That's, you know, the one thing that I that you look at some teams, mm-hmm. why is it they don't emphasize more on the offensive lines? Well, because again, it's hard to uh, fill out an offensive line. It's like uh, you got you know twenty two positions, and uh, <clears throat> you can only take care of so much. And as much as you want right. to try to emphasize taking care of the offensive line, you can't do everything. No, you, you can't. But you know, all right. When you go to the draft, Mr. Clayton, when you go to the draft, there's people that sit there, they're watching the draft, they find it, again, I'll pick up in the first round of the draft, I'll mm-hmm. a guard or a tackle. People start going, okay, all right, then when I pick up a wide receiver or a running back, people cheer. But they don't understand. The, the game is won and lost right up front. Mm-hmm. If you can't control the line of scrimmage, what do you have? Right. You have nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. The line of scrimmage dictates how you run the ball. It dictates your passing game. It does it all. I'm just saying, if I know I'm coming into the season, and, and I know they, they, the Castro retired, they let Villanueva go, you know. And, um, and did Pouncey retire? He's still there. No, he retired. He retired too. They, they have five new starters on the offensive line. Yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a problem for them. What about the Baltimore Denver game? That ought to be pretty intriguing. It is because of all the because of all the injuries. I mean, Denver's Denver's down six starters since the beginning of the season. You know, Baltimore's lost their top three running backs. They don't have uh, Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. They lost their left guard. Uh, they don't have mm-hmm. Derek Wolf. Uh, they don't have Nick Boyles. They got so many missing parts. That's going to be a problem. Who who do you like in this game? Uh, I like Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I just think that that, uh, yeah, because again, even though Lamar Jackson is playing with a bad back, and I think he's going to play. There's no guarantee, but it looks like he is. You know what you're looking at is that uh, you know I I can't see him sustaining 17 weeks with what's going to be asked of him. But hey, we'll see how it goes. But in the end, you know what you're looking at is that uh, you know he's he's got a lot going for him, and uh, I just think Baltimore has the edge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sunday night, Mr. Clayton, the Peter Pirates are going to going to New England. What do you think? Uh, 
I think uh, it's going to be Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, New, New England. New England is the, the, the quarterback is not ready for what he's getting ready to run into. No, 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 no. You can tell he's not ready for that. They lost James White, mm-hmm. probably the best little little running back they got. It, 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 I, I don't, I don't see them overwhelming the people. Tampa Bay. No, I think but it's Tampa be. Bay. Tampa Bay does have issues in the back half of their defense. Yeah, they got uh, two two injuries at their starting cornerback position. Yep. And they brought in Richard Sherman. With right. You know, got to see, you know, he hasn't played football in a minute. You got to see how he can hold up in that back end, but I don't see them holding on the mm. defensive side. I don't see them holding off mm. the, the, uh, the Buccaneers now. I don't see that happening. I'm, I'm about, about, now, this is going to be a real good game, Mr. Clayton. The Raiders and the Chargers. Right, agreed. Right now, Derek That's Carr's throwing for 405 yards a game. Yeah. He's he's been pretty impressive in the mm-hmm. start of the season, but on the other side, the, the the kid over there with the Chargers, I'm gonna tell you, he's a pretty he's a nice quarterback. Justin Herbert, yeah, he looks good. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Oh yeah, you know a, a, a wide receiver that don't get much praise is nope. Keenan Allen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they got a pretty good plethora. They got they got Jerry Cook, they got Williams, the other wide receiver. They got a nice team. That ought to be a pretty good game. No, How do you see that coming out? Uh, I think it's wide open. I can't. I would think Chargers have the best chance, but we don't know for sure. Hey, JB, thank you for yeah. the call. Mr. Clayton, <clears throat> talk to you next Saturday, my friend. Have okay, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you? Good morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, man, I'm telling you, wow, John, the Raiders are 3-0 and yeah. play on Monday night this Monday against the Chargers. I think that's probably, it's probably akin to a home game for the Raider Nation, John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know your uh, what JB was talking about with you earlier. I mean, I think an equally surprising team in the Raiders, John. Yeah, they are because mm-hmm. you know the, the defense is playing much better than anybody anticipated. Mm-hmm. The, the statistics that come out to me, and this one's compelling: the only team in the modern era to go three and zero against opponents with a previous record the previous year of at least 10 wins. They're mm-hmm. the only team that's ever done that. That's that's a that's a significant statistic, John. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. No, and that... then Derek Carr is what's the offensive player of the month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 405 yards. How about 405 yards a game? Jeez. Uh, and I think you're right. As we, we talked about this last week, I mean, I don't think it's sustainable, but my gosh, he's come out of the hoop. I mean, come out of the shoot. I mean, with all kinds of firepower. And um, the interesting thing, John, you know, I mean, most teams, especially an Andy Reid team, by the way, you know, they come out with about 15 plays that are scripted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Gruden is no exception to that because they both come under the, the Bill Walsh tree of, of coaching. And um, But I've noticed that Carr is audibleizing a lot more uh, uh, as the years have gone on, and especially now, once those 15 plays are over with, He's ready to call his own plays. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, what does, a, what does a coach do to relinquish the reins there? And, this, you know, I mean, United's called his own plays. Namath called his own plays. And I think Staubach called his own plays after a while with Landry. Landry was a control freak. 
So, I mean, what is the what do you think the what do you think the mentality is of a coach to say, okay, now you can run the team fully when you're on the field? It's trust. If you have yeah. trust in the quarterback, you give him the ability to do that. Because again, you know, you can talk about you know what's there in the game plan and everything else, but it's what the quarterback sees, and the quarterback can see the alignment. And certainly, after 15 seconds, when the uh, headsets are off and everything else, I mean, then I mean, it's like you see something. It's like, okay, well, I want to audible to this. So it's it's trust. Right. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, look, the Raiders aren't great just yet. <laughs> the yeah, Raiders, yeah. Like, they're great. I mean, but, you know, the red zone efficiency could be better. Uh, the fourth down conversion rate is actually low, John. I mean, I think uh, what you and JB talked about earlier as well regarding the firepower of an offensive line and what that can do for you. Mm-hmm. When it's fourth down, they're not firing out on the ball like they should. You'd never get that with Rodney Hudson, for instance, or for that matter with Gabe Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, and the rush is okay. But, I mean, given the absence of Jacobs in the backfield, it, it could be better. I mean, I think Peyton Barber's been a revelation. I mean, when he went over 100 yards last week. Yeah. But, again, why did they pay $11 million for two years for Stephon uh, Drake? I mean, you mean Kenyon Drake? Or Kenyon Drake, yeah. Kenyon Drake, yeah. He's um, – I'm not entirely sure, John, now that I see after four, uh, three games – um, um, I think that they're looking for um, an alternative that can run the ball, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but also come out of the backfield and catch the ball. Um, and it's it's very similar to when Ra- when when Gruden was coaching the Raiders earlier. He's looking for a one-two punch. He's looking for a guy like Charlie Charlie Garner and a pounder like Tyrone Wheatley. And I think that's what he was. They were going for there, but I mean, I don't think Kenyon Drake is in either of those molds. Right. Uh, he can he can catch the ball very well, uh, and everybody knows that. But um, his his um, ability to um, to uh, shoot the hole, if you will, and 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 run through the gap is um, is not apparent to me so far. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's a work in progress. I mean, none of these guys had preseason stuff going on, so we'll just have to wait and see. But we're getting into four games now, which leads me to my next question. So it'll be the fourth game after this weekend for most mm-hmm. teams. And do you still consider that the first quarter, or are you going to wait to the fifth week to consider that the first quarter, John, in a 17? Yeah, I, uh, I think it honestly, uh, with the fact that so many teams didn't play their starters, I think the fifth and sixth games are going to be the first quarter. Because, again, I mean, look at look at how far behind defenses are compared to offenses and all those different right. things. It, it's just a different year. Yes, indeed, and I, I'm glad. I'm glad I asked you that question because I was often wondering, like, well, okay, what would John think about that? Because, um, and you know, you have way better insight than any of us about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I think you're right about that. I think that the, the teams really have congealed. You see some of that with the offensive lines, and you see that with some of the defensive lines. They're just, uh, uh, um, they just need to come together and play as a team, and they haven't had that opportunity. So Sundays, you know, after the after the fifth or sixth game, you should actually really know where people are at uh, with, with their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, John, I've got another question for you with regard to wine and the Seahawks. You know, we've talked about the wine industry in the past and how certain uh, past players in the, in the NFL or coaches have, have uh, been wine enthusiasts. I mean, Damon Hewitt and Dan Dan Marino were passing time, and they've created that wine label. And then there's Drew Bledsoe's Doubleback. Uh, Dick Vermeil is producing Charbono in, 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 in Napa. Charles Woodson produces 24 wines and Woodson Bourbon. And then Terrell Owens has started a winery. Uh, we all know the late, great Chuck Knoll, the coach of the Steelers, was a wine enthusiast. Are there anyone that you know about in, in the Seahawks organization that's, that's into wine? Mm, I'm sure there are, but I, don't, I just don't know of them. 
yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's like so that's that's one that kind of got, got gets past me. Don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cause I've often pondered that. I'm going, hmm, I, don't, I don't know why we haven't heard more about that, but maybe I should just ask John. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what I'm doing. So, John, I know Mike is probably grieving about the Steelers, and, and maybe he was right about Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's got no offensive line, which you pointed out earlier. But, boy, he's, he's – I'm surprised too, John. I thought he would be much better this year given his time off and, you know, how, how slendered up he got. And But I don't know, John. I think that um, it's going to be tough for the Steelers. Well, of course, I mean, he is playing with that one injury on the left side. I mean, he's got the uh, yeah. uh, injury there. And so every time he throws the ball, it's pain. Yeah, and it's, it's his left pectoral, right, or is it his right left. pectoral? It's left. Left. And he, but he's not a lefty, but it still affects him, I guess. No question. It's like, uh, because yeah. again, it's still pain. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm a bit surprised that, um, you know, Schuster, uh, uh, I forget all of his name, but yeah. one of his receivers was, I don't know, he, he signed that contract with the Steelers, and he's been kind of unproductive, John. I don't know. He's banged up, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Injuries play, like you said, injuries play a big role. They sure do. They sure do. They sure do, John. Now, can we talk about Kansas City real quick? Yeah, real quick, because i got to get running. Yeah, well, okay. What are they going to do, John? Because, I mean, that's a great example. We talked about the offensive line, and it looks as though uh, it still hasn't come together in a lot of teams. But, boy, that's crucial for Mahomes. No, no question. And of course, I mean, you know, they they they've been in position to win the last two games, but it's either a Mahomes interception or a Clyde Edward Hilaire fumble that's cost them the chance to be able to advance and win the game. Yeah, and it's so surprising because he hadn't had any last year. No, agreed. Hey, gotta run. Okay, bye bye. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara. Hi, Mr. Clayton. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good, hoping for a Seahawks win this weekend. Their offense has tailed off in the second half. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some key takeaways to get them going like they are in the first half? Well, I mean, it seems like the offensive line tends to uh, wear down in the second half. Uh, you know, there was communication problems. That didn't work out. All of a sudden, that beca- gets more pressure on uh, Russell Wilson. You know, gets him a couple sacks and those type of things. You know, the running game has been inconsistent. So uh, that that seems to have worked against him. I agree with you. And what do you think of um, – do you feel like Russell's using his – check downs like because in the Tennessee game I felt like he was just trying to go to Tyler Lockett and get the balls to the right playmakers but I I think that's a gap in his mentality he needs to think about of who's more open I I am worried about him maybe forcing it to Tyler Lockett or DK when the game is on the line and him blowing an interception yet he hasn't done that yet but i just want to hear your thoughts on that yeah i I think i mean everybody's kind of overreacting i think to the bad play that he made at the one yard line and he didn't go for the check down and Pete carroll called him out for it uh but uh i mean you know he's still he's still getting the ball to the wide. he needed to get the ball more to the tight ends he's not doing that uh but again it's like 
you know, this offense is getting the ball to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Where they get it, that's still the big question. But still, I think that, uh, you know, don't overdo the idea on the check down thing because that's just one thing that was called out. Now everybody jumps on it. Right. And how do you feel like the Seahawks will use Jamal Adams? Because Pete Kills kind of hinted at um, the D-line not really doing their job. And last year, um, Adams had nine sacks. Do you Mm -hmm. see him blitzing more? No, I do not. I think they have enough on the defensive line, even though it's not performing at a good level, to be able to get the sacks of the defensive line because they've added more players in the D line. You know, they got Daryl Taylor. You know, they still have uh, they added uh, Kerry Hyder, all those different guys. So it's a matter of they need the performance from the defensive ends and just get Jamal Adams better in coverage. What's your thoughts on Quandre Diggs so far? Uh, I still think he's good. I mean, you know, he's not been able to get the turnovers that he normally gets, but that's just one of the, the factors that, hey, it just happens. Right, I agree. And also with the penalties leaning more to the mm-hmm. offensive side, I feel like he's being a little bit timid of hitting when it he's, like, letting passes go through him when he's on duty what do you think mm, i don't know about that i mean he's such a good player i mean he went to the pro i mean he got selected to the pro bowl last year i i wouldn't put in too much criticism on Diggs. hey gotta run thank you all right 866-979-ESPN 206-421-ESPN john clayton show 710 ESPN seattle This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Or Mike in Seattle. John, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, hey, not too bad. Heartbreaking loss last night for the Mariners, right? No question. What do you think? You think they have a uh, what's your gut check on this? Uh, they they need some help. Do you think they're, they're going to make it? Uh, you wonder because right now, I mean, you know the uh, the Red Sox who had a you know they they set things up with a uh, you know a loss to uh, Baltimore on Thursday, giving the Mariners a chance to come back. But uh, then all of a sudden, boom, they lose last night, and Baltimore wins, and they take on Washington, a very beatable team. So it could be tough. Yeah, so we would have to definitely have to win these next two games, right? Because well, they needed to win. Their, they, they needed to win the last three. Simple yeah. as that. Wow. So you don't you don't think you don't see Toronto or Boston losing Mm-mm. at all? I don't know about Toronto, okay. but certainly I, I think it's going to be tough for Boston to lose. But uh, hey, I didn't think they were going to lose on Thursday night. Right. That's true. Anything's possible, right, John? It is. Yeah, they got yeah. they got to try to go ahead and uh, you know get that win because again it's like uh, you know that and again here they had two chances last night you know they had first and third nobody out didn't get a run they had uh, you know ninth inning Kyle Seager gets a double to open up the ninth and uh, doesn't score so that worked mm-hmm. against them so it's like you know they've got to take advantage of what's there right agree couldn't agree with you more so speaking of like hoping. What about our Seahawks, John? What um, what do we have to hope for this year? Uh, seems like 
we've only seen three games, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way and following this team and the Pete Carroll's era that um, I always felt that with number three standing there at quarterback position, we have hope to, um, to compete and win the game, but um, I feel like that's sizzling out. I don't know if um, I'm alone in that. And, uh, no, I think it's, a, it's an overreaction. I think it's an overreaction. You think it's an overreaction? I mean, he's still one yeah. of the best quarterbacks in football. Right. Hey, I mean, so, you know, name me how many. You know, he completes 73% of his passes. 73%. He is, uh, you know, accurate. He can throw deep. He can do all those different things. So it's like, uh, you know, and I think and everybody, I still think, goes back to when he complained at the end of the season last year after the Super Bowl, and they think, oh, there's something wrong here. Well, no, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong. I mean, it's just a matter, you know, they've got to get better on defense. Right. You're very very right about that, John. That's kind of um, what really worries me is that um, this team has always been defense first. You know, run the ball, play defense, punt the ball, right? And um, it's ironic that you have a defensive, uh, defensive-minded coach in Pete Carroll that um, last three years this defense has just greatly struggled. Uh, and um, I know I've heard you say that Ken Norton has done really well, um, you know, within the last three years. But I have a hard time believing that, John. Can you help me understand how well and what – Ken Norton has done as a defensive coordinator to put us in position to actually win and not hope that we win. Well, I mean, they got the pass rush going in the second half of the season last year. That worked out real well. Uh, I still think that the players believe in him, and if that's going to be the case, then that works out well. And, you know, it's like uh, it's like anything else. When something goes wrong, you want one person to fire. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like, and they're not going to fire Ken Norton Jr., yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that, but I don't know what the stats are in the league for all the defenses. Uh, you probably know this because that's why they call you the professor. Yeah. What is our percentage, you know, in third down, conver- you know, the, the defense allowing third down conversion, especially third and long? Mm-hmm. I feel like every time that the other team, we hold them, we get them into a third down and long situation, but we just give up first down after first down. A lot of that is still the penalties. The mistakes. I mean, it didn't happen in the second half last week, but first half, I think they had three penalties, and those three penalties, like in, in several instances, cost them a chance to stop drives, and particularly on third downs. True. I mean, that's the combination. That's a, I don't know what it is, and I see and I see the defensive backs. You know, I mean, they seem confused, especially in the Minnesota games. Yeah. Just, um, which I, I don't know if that's coaching or the players. What do you think that is, John? Uh, poor performance. Poor, poor performance. performance. And you think you think that you, you you still think that this defense can help Russell Wilson turn the season around? I I would think so, but still, right now it's in question. Right. So what has to happen? I mean, to the, begin the with, defense has to, turn... to play better. Simple as that. Just hey, hey, Mike. Like thank thank you for the phone call. My, oh, thank you so much, uh, John. Have a great day. All right, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How was date night? Uh, good. She she enjoyed it. Good. Boy, I bet you she's happy this morning. 9 o'clock game with Arkansas? Oh, yeah, Arkansas and Georgia. That's going to be a doozy. Yeah, it is. 
No question. Hey, John, did you happen to see the Thursday night game? Uh-huh. It was bad. Boy, isn't that Joe Burrow one heck of a kid? He is. Uh, you you, oh, you like him a lot. God. Yeah. Oh, cool hand Luke. Mm-hmm. He acted like a 10-year veteran. Yeah, it's two big wins for him because beating Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, and then you know, you know coming, you know, doing well and you know getting the win over Jacksonville is huge. I was listening to his press conference earlier in the week. Man, mm-hmm. this kid's very mature. Everything that comes out of his mouth is just well spoken and well to the point. Mm-hmm. But the sad part about it, Cincinnati's not going to build around that kid. They got a cheap owner, and they just do things. Just terrible over there. Yeah, if yeah. If I was his father or nephew, I'd encourage him after his years in Cincinnati to move on to another team. Yeah, but I mean, because again, the offensive line doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they are better on defense. I think that's pretty evident, but uh, not still great. Yeah. Hey, John, did you catch any of the Steeler game? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, didn't they look a mess? Mm hmm. They do. Just the like offensive that. line's terrible. Yep. And what did they do? Pass for over 35 times. That's a bad recipe. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, John. When Tomlin, does Tomlin get with Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, does they go over the game plan? Yes. So if Canada calls a play and Tomlin doesn't like it, can he overrule that? Mm, he can, but it usually doesn't happen. You give, the, could... you give the coordinator the opportunity to do what he does. Yeah, but they just threw the ball just time and time again. Of course, I mean, part of it was behind, they, they they fell behind. Yeah. Well, they got Green Bay tomorrow night. That should be a good game. You know what? I think they're going to come out. They're going to come out and they're going to perform well. They always play high to their higher competition. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be tough because Green Bay right now is the better team, and the better team has the best chance of winning. And if that's going to be the case, it's going to be very tough for the Steelers to be able to do too much. But uh, you know, particularly with that offensive line, it's not like it's great for the uh, the defense of Green Bay because their Green Bay defenses they may rank high as far as yards allowed, uh, like I think they're ninth or something like that. But still, they're not all that good. But uh, you know, the Steelers got to start figuring some things out, just like the the Seahawks have to. Figure figure some things out yeah yeah if we don't turn this ship around it's gonna be a long year it is no doubt i agree yeah, yeah. okay john i'll talk to you next week okay mike 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN ESPN. john clayton show 710 ESPN seattle this is the john clayton show on 710 ESPN seattle and 710sports.com 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN let's go to patrick in kent hey patrick Hey, good morning, John. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Just got up. <laughs> yeah. I just thinking about the Cubans thing, but about, about the Seahawks draft choices. It's, I have looked back for the last five years. Some of them have just not panned out, like a Fetty, Leek McDowell, and now Richard Penny. He's not even playing it that much. And look at LJ Collier. We don't yeah. hear his name that often. No. No. It's just. That's you know again the reality when you take a when you go to the playoffs every year that first round pick has second round grades for whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real, really. I just keep asking myself: Do we have to start being terrible then to get better better choices then? 
you know, that's uh, what I'm just feeling about. No, but I mean, that's I mean, you you make moves like getting Jamal Adams, and you get a top six pick, and you know, you try to do that. It's I mean, again, it's like uh, you know, the team won 12 games last year, so it's not like they stink. Now they stink right now on defense. That's obvious. But uh, you know, let, let's not uh, say that their whole formula doesn't work because that formula's got them in the playoffs, but all but one year since Pete Carroll's been here. That's, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just, I just feeling like coach, coaching is coaching or putting the players in, the, in their, not putting players in the proper places is, is the problem too. And of course, secondary. I mean, per- performance by the uh, players. Players got to play better. I mean, you saw that at the uh, beginning of last season. The defense players did not play better. Then they started to play better. And then all of a sudden, things started to change. Yeah. Maybe that's probably going to be the same thing this year too, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, everybody I think is over evaluating right now. But of course, uh, you you can say that the season's in trouble. There's no question about that. Because if they go one and three and planning for a Thursday night game against the Rams, who's playing like a Super Bowl team, then they're in big trouble. But in the end, it's still just a matter that uh, you know, hey, just uh, you know play better football yeah same thing with the Mariners yesterday they need to well they just need to know how to hit at the right time well that's that's been their that's why they've been in uh the playoff run because they usually hit in the right time last night they didn't because again they had you know a first and third nobody out didn't drive anybody in you know open up the ninth inning and here's Kyle Seeger he gets a double they didn't drive him in or at least you know because they got they put i think uh, fraley in there or somebody like that to uh, replace him to give him a little bit more speed at second base but it's like you know the, the key for the season has been their ability to get the key hits in the last minute the last night and again you know odds eventually catch up to you and odds uh, obviously caught up to him last night yeah and you think having a day off the, the day before is a factor too because norm they feel kind of rusty in those type of games the day after the day eh, off. It's over, overreaction. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, you need a, a day off is a good thing because you get a chance to rest a little bit. All right, John. Thank you. All right. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Irish Menke. Irish Menke, how are you? Hello, Mr. Clayton. Fantastic. And another super Saturday for Mrs. Clayton and you and uh, me, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. Now, Arkansas, Arkansas, can they do it? You know, I thought I saw a headline this morning, and I didn't stop to really look, but Georgia might have a quarterback uh, issue. Uh, that, that I don't know. Cause I don't... Some, I'm just saying uh, something about uh, game day decision with somebody. But anyway, uh, I hope so. What the heck, you know? Mm-hmm. You think Arkansas can do it, Mr. Clayton? I think they possibly can. I mean, the coach right now is just really good. Yeah, they they're on fire. They're between Arkansas and Notre Dame. I think they were the two hottest programs in the country right now. Agreed. Uh, and uh, good old Notre Dame, Mr. Clayton. Mm-hmm. Now the Irish have Cincinnati right where they want them, Mr. Clayton. I just want you to know that. Okay. They they've got Cincinnati thinking they're going to beat Notre Dame today, uh, and apparently quite a lot of the press too. But. Uh, not so fast as they like to say, and uh, the defense. 
Let's just say uh, the Notre Dame as a team is doing exactly what you want a team to do, it seems to me, and that is to improve steadily. Mm-hmm. And they have. They've got an outstanding defense, Mr. Clayton. Yeah, yeah. And, and the offense is a work in progress, uh, especially the offensive line. But after four games, they're, they're, they're going to – today will be an interesting today day to see that offensive line and if they're really starting to click now yeah because again that's supposed to be the strength of the team the offensive line it has been in the past that's right but when you you know they're in transition you know you've had the last two or three years uh off number one ranked offensive line in the country and and those people moved on and they're all starting in the nfl now Mm -hmm. And, and when you've got injuries they've been hit Seems to be the plague of football this year, as far as pro or college offensive lines. You know whether they're banged up and hurt in the pros or in transition in the in the college ranks, and that's what Notre Dame is dealing with right now. They're starting their third string left tackle, and, and a couple of other guys are you know young at the positions too. The offensive lines are, are, are a small band of um, group of guys that really have to learn how to click together with each other. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, uh, it just seems that's real important. They, they truly have to bond with each other and just instinctually kind of know what the other guy's got or what he's doing. And, and that just takes time, as they like to say in a coach speak. They need, a, they need a lot of reps. Right. But don't worry. Don't worry. You know, Mr. Clayton, one other thing here, and, and I'll let you get on with, the, with your business today. Uh, you know, there are five teams on the Irish. You talk about conference with me all the time, and there are five teams this year on their schedule who have purposely taken the week off before they play Notre Dame. That would not happen in a conference. That just shows you the respect these coaches have to play Notre Dame in the program. And that's why they need to be in the conference. No, no, no. This is what sells to these kids of Amer- in America today. They want what Notre Dame can give them, the big games, the, 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 pro, the, the concept of we play for national championships. Are you capable of doing that with us? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, they play anybody, anywhere, anytime, and that, that's what makes Notre Dame so special. Yeah, but uh, they need to be in a conference. No! <laughs> oh, Mr. Clayton, listen. You have a great day today, Mrs. Clayton. I hope you watch uh, the Irish after your Arkansas beats Georgia. There you go. Sounds good. Go Irish. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.